Welcome back to another episode of Suds and Cinema. My name's Kyle. I'm Jacob. I'm Josh. This is episode number 41, and this week we are going to be reviewing On the Rocks and Possessor. Two films, as I just referred to them as. We've been watching a lot of uh, Bullshit. VOD, <laughs> straight to streaming movies, and it's just good to get back to some films, you know, where you can watch it and you can tell this yeah, is a there, film. It's, it's the aesthetic, yeah. yeah. Yeah, like, isn't it crazy just watching it versus other things and, like, you, ha- you can tell that oh, aesthetic yeah. comes through, you know? Like, I mean, even, even a movie, like, that wasn't technically, like, I wouldn't say in that realm, but even Annabellum, like, was didn't feel like a yeah. film. Yeah, yeah. It felt like a TV movie, or like a, I guess, a slightly elevated TV movie, because it was a director that didn't, I guess, know what he was, not know, know what he was doing, but... Yeah, I don't think Annabelle probably wasn't. I don't think it was shot on film either, from what I remember, mm. just of like how it looked. Right. Yeah. Like I know, On the Rocks was shot on film for sure. You can definitely tell that. But yeah, we'll get into it. We will get into that. Uh, anything new? We have well, new in the world for sure. Yeah. New president elect. <laughs> new president. Finally. Yeah. <laughs> Took their sweet time, but. Yeah, Nevada waiting for Dude, the everyone memes, else. The Nevada memes were so funny. And I loved it, them. By the end, when they called the race, Nevada still wasn't even in. They still, I don't think, are 100%. <laughs> yeah, in. they still haven't even counted all theirs. <laughs> I saw one. It was like, like, it's like this is how they're counting in Nevada. It was like, one, you like a yeah. dream come true, two. <laughs> they showed a video of like uh, Anthony Davis limping off, and it's like Nevada after counting one vote. <laughs> Ooh, gotta go to bed. That was that was stressful. That viral video of the of that uh, toddler playing t ball and he's like running in slow motion. Oh <laughs> it's like yeah. The rest and the the it says America is the dad like shooing him along and the kids like Nevada running in slow motion. <laughs> yeah, there's some great to, memes out there. They wanted to make it exciting. Yeah. Turned well, out it was less exciting. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was kind of crazy how many just flipping states ended up flipping you know that was the yeah i the everyone i expected though did so yeah i mean it's and give all it, due to give the it like 10 more years ballots. and texas will be blue too <laughs> yeah mail-ins and absentee i mean we're never probably never going to see another election like this because hopefully in four years four years we won't be doing not. this show i'll be six feet under <laughs> put me out of my misery but yeah that was pretty big but now I could officially deactivate my Facebook again. <laughs> yep. I wait until the election the election's over. Time to get rid of that shit. So you think most people got got off social media during the whole election? Yeah, I got period. on. I haven't really looked <laughs> to fight it head on. I haven't looked on Facebook in like four days. Well, there yeah. was all those like it's pretty toxic right now. It's horrible, but also just like with the medical stuff, I'm like, okay, this is where I need to step in. Had a year of no Facebook, like fuck it. Got back in. And it was horrible. I hated all of I it. always hate Facebook. It's yeah. people on Facebook old people so, now. Go to Twitter. It's hilarious. Twitter is just Twitter. like its own little I, I, I love it. reading Trump's tweets right I now. I can't. Yeah, I just can't get into it. Like I can't Twitter? post I don't feel like yeah. enough people use it. Twitter? Like, Man, Twitter is something where I would that, follow. Yeah. I would only follow, like, celebrity accounts or business accounts. Yeah, I do. I wouldn't. News. Yeah, I wouldn't. I literally There's only no, like, social interaction on Twitter. Not really. I 
You guys don't know. Twitter. I know you're pretty active on it because yeah. I re- got back into it just for which my picture is still from like high school. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I put some fire tweets out there. <laughs> I try to Everybody tweet, but nothing I say. Fire, yeah, nothing I say is important enough. No, I really tried to get into Twitter multiple times. I just couldn't do it. Yeah, I think Instagram right now is really the best. Instagram is, is my the only thing. I got. I recently got into TikTok. Yeah, but then I got out of it because like. So have you guys used TikTok? I've used it. Yeah. I haven't developed my, what's it called? The for you. <laughs> yeah. But well, that. So like you first get on TikTok and it's shit, right? It just shows shit. Yeah, that's what shit. I'm saying. There's all these dances I haven't and stuff, been on like, there enough to. And I'm like, to, I don't care about these dances. Like, I don't want these. <laughs> and then all, all of a sudden, is. then all of a sudden, like. It's no, you like, have to get it. You like, have to develop hey, it. You want to eat this right now, don't you? And I'm like, how the fuck do you know that? Like, it knows you so well. And like, that's cool because it shows stuff like it is the probably the best algorithm I must have ever seen. I mean, YouTube is the second. Yeah, and YouTube's pretty good. Great. Yeah. This is like insane how specific it gets onto you. And then like, that was my problem, though, because now I'm not seeing anything I that is new to me. And that's weird for, I guess, for most people. They just want to see what they like. But I like being introduced to new things, but it only shows you what you like. So it's like uh, gets boring because I'm like, OK, I like, OK, I don't want to yeah. see the same things all I guess the time. So. Like I was into politics. So now all of mine are political. I'm like, OK, like it's funny a little bit, but I don't want 30 minutes of political shit. Like <laughs> I hate politics. I like it, but yeah, I absolutely hate it. I still miss Vine, but oh. Vine Vine is a different story. Yeah, it's pretty much TikTok. No, Vine, you had to do so much creativity in six seconds. Yeah, you had six seconds. I TikTok hated TikTok is 60 seconds. No, I you would didn't, spend you didn't get hours. I had it a week before Twitter. they canceled it. I'm like, yeah, let me why. get into this Vine Kyle and thing. I would spend like oh three, God. four hours on Vine just watching videos. I'm like, let we me get into this Vine thing. Cody Co. <laughs> yeah, came from Vine. I literally downloaded Vine, made an account, never logged into it, and that week it was canceled and closed forever. I'm like, well, I'm glad I got into that. <laughs> I saw a lot of vines on other places, but yeah, you can still find the comps on YouTube, yeah, YouTube and Instagram the best ones. show a lot of them too. Oh yeah. Kind of like they do with TikTok now. Well, cool. All right. Before we get into our featured reviews, we have a beer and this was uh, my choice. We're um, pulling a Jacob here. Boom. Drawing from the Founders Well. Sponsor us. I tried one of these (laughs) uh, earlier, and it was so good. And I also didn't really have time to go to the store. But anyway, we had this on uh, a version of this on our first episode. It was the Espresso. KBS Espresso. So this is KBS, but this is the Maple Mackinac Fudge. So we're not double dipping, technically. No. Yet. This is a whole new skew. So KBS, yeah, if you remember us talking about that, it's from Founders, and it's an Imperial Stout. And this one is with uh, Mackinac Fudge Coffee, Maple Syrup, and, and Chocolate And for those of you, you don't, who don't know, Mackinac is an island and city here in Michigan that is known for its fudge. Yes. Mackinac Island, Mackinac City. Look it up. <laughs> Right at the uh, smelled like Mackinac. Right at the connection between the lower and upper peninsula, so way up north for us where we're at. But 
Uh, let me see if I can find a longer description here for this. Michigan didn't invent old-fashioned fudge, but it was perfected here. We pay tribute to this time-honored tradition with KBS Maple Mackinac Fudge. By amplifying the rich chocolate notes of KBS using Mackinac Fudge coffee, then adding maple syrup and aging it in oak bourbon barrels, we've created a bold new take on our barrel-aged classic, one that could only have originated in Michigan. Michigan. So, we got an 11% ABV, 40 IBUs. And this is coming in pretty high on Untapped. There, pretty, pretty, yeah. pretty high. I mean, all of KBS. KBS it stands for Kentucky Bourbon Stout. Yep. And it is what founders. It's it's considered in the top hundred beers, I think, in the world. CBS. KBS. KBS. And, yeah. CBS. KBS is, probably is, CBS is harder to KBS get. KBS is like top ten beer in the world. Yeah. So. It, yeah, it's very, very well known, very delicious. Every single one that I've ever had, but CBS is the pinnacle if you can ever find it. Probably yep. not, impossible to find it outside Michigan now. I don't know. So yeah, that's KBS. Um, and one question, anything to add on this beer? One question I do have uh, says on the bottle, the amazing Kazmikis. Highly acclaimed KBS. So what is the amazing Kazmiki? I don't Ooh, know. It, always, it says that on all of them. No, there's a guy because Lizard of Kaz was named after him too. I think it was like oh yeah, the original right. brewer that maybe came up with the, the original KBS or the breakfast out. Because they, they try to do it like old Western. Yeah. Yeah. So the, that's why it's like Kentucky bourbon. The stuff. font is like that very much. So yeah. I'm assuming he might be the. Uh, one of the original brewers, maybe. Little 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 fact about founders: they almost closed down in the eighties because they weren't making any money, and they they bought uh, lock clippers in case they tried to chain up their uh, chain up the chain up founders so they couldn't get in and evict them. But they hmm. never had to because uh, Dirty Bastard came out and it blew up. And now Jeremy Kosmicki joined the team and took it on a mandate that any brewer would dream of. So, yeah. Yep, and here's a picture of him. Yep, there's the Kaz. He's the original, which you can't Lizard see. Lizard of Kaz <laughs> is pretty good too. Lizard of Kaz is incredible. Yeah. So yeah, it's there like you a go. blueberry. Jeremy style, I don't remember. I remember I liked it. <laughs> I think it's blueberry. Yeah, I think so. All right, let's drink it. Oh my god! I just tried typing in Lizard of Kaz on IMDb. Nothing came up. There's no movie. Wizard of, <laughs> you would have found one result. No, it said Wizard of Oz. <laughs> no. Did you mean? Poor Sorry, Layla. Layla. We had to pass around the oh bottle opener, goodness. so that's why it's taking so long. Bear with us. Right in the crack of the booty. Right in the crack. That's how you like it. God, I can't wait. I had this on tap, so I, I'm interested to see if it tastes, hmm. if it's better or not. You had it on, on draft? Tap. Yeah. Where where was it at? Rocky Top. Oh, Rocky Top. Nice. I, I saw it. Shit. I was like, fuck it. I got to get it. Yeah. And it happened to be National Stout Day when I had it. I know. I missed it. Fifth, I missed it. I did not Fox miss Day. it. I had a different Damn stout, it. though. I, don't I had some in my fridge. I could have drank some. I didn't freaking think about it. All right. Guy Fox Day. Oh my uh, god, like, it is so good, and it reminds me more KBS 
because that chocolatiness. You mean, uh, I don't know. But like that fudge is so different from the chocolate flavor. This reminds me way more of CBS because of the maple. Definitely that too. But what for you makes CBS still better? Just the overall body. I think it just has like a just a well-rounded like there's no weakness in it. It's a perfect beer. See, I think it's balanced better. I feel like the maple is stronger in this one. Yeah. And it's more light. It's more like an <laughs> after thing on the or like an initial like taste. And then you have more of the whiskey in CBS, whereas this is like the chocolate is really strong. Yeah, the chocolate is really strong. Very prominent. But it's so it's probably one of the best chocolate tasting like beers I've had. Yeah. What was that one? It tastes Fudgy like bite. <laughs> that the one that we had on that was very chocolatey. Yeah, Fudgy Kruger. Yeah. Oh yeah, Fudgy Kruger. Yep. But this tastes which is like, very which was very good. But this is like this tastes like real chocolate. This tastes like I'm chewing on like fudge? high quality like fudge, fudge yeah. <laughs> like good fudge. Like I'm literally chewing on it, and it has that same mouthfeel that you get with KBS and CBS. That velvety like. Did you say ABV? Yeah, yeah 11. it's eleven percent. But it just coats the tongue like with this nice little soft like, like. So it cushiness. is just a hair warmer than the last time I drank it, which is fine. That's how stout's supposed to be. So you probably get more. I feel like, like the chocolate, chocolate taste, comes no, out more. Well, I'm tasting a little bit more of the whiskeyness too. too. Yeah. yeah, the bourbon. So the bourbon, which is love bourbon, perfect thing. But yeah, I feel like the the bourbon, I get that taste like almost right away initially. Yep. And then the fudge is like a super strong aftertaste. I don't feel like this one has the same burn the other ones had though, like KBS. No, but I mean, that's why well, that's KBS you said has more the bourbon. No, I well think balanced. KBS is twelve percent too. Uh, I don't know what's in there, but yeah, w- easily in my top beers. This is better than KBS. It's better than you said KBS Espresso. KBS Espresso is the worst of all of them I had. I think. Yeah. I did I not had it. love it when we had it. I also, I think we had it even warmer than this, but it was man. still good. But it was yeah. easily the. Weakest. I want to try. I want to try the twenty twenty release of it, but I think uh, this would be like a five. I think you it was know, like, whereas the espresso is yeah not as high. I gave this a four point nine because it's CBS is my. I gave it four point seven five because I don't have the supporter, oh, so not anymore. Yeah, but it's right. Yeah, it's it was it's not quite CBS, but I mean it's easily a five too. Like anyone yeah, can taste this and both. be like, "Oh, this is probably one of the best beers I've ever tasted." Four point yeah. four six. Average. I've got five star movies that aren't as up to other yeah. five star movies, but I don't. Ooh, you know. CBS ro- edged it out by point zero one, but of course that CBS. one's been out a lot longer. Yeah, it has more votes. So. Yeah, I mean, I would probably go CBS, this one, KBS, KBS Espresso. Yeah, but KBS was the original. So and the 2016 CBS. KBS. Mm. Yeah, dude, four point four seven for CBS out of one hundred twenty nine thousand check ins. Yeah, we will this be one's featuring four six at eight thousand. Twenty eighteen or twenty nineteen CBS on our year anniversary episode. And Kyle's never had it, so and I've you never still had have it. KBS. I gave you, yep, don't you? Seventeen. <laughs> Three years of age. It's still in there. I gave that as a housewarming gift. Mm. Maybe do a little, awesome. little, little taste, little thing, do a thing. Save that for episode one hundred. Then it'll be four or five years aged by then. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, yeah. Really? Two twenty 
one, twenty two will be twenty twenty one. I guess that would be four years. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, sir. Wow. All right. So that's KBS. Go out and buy it right now. It's amazing. Pause this. Actually, listen to this on the way to the store <laughs> to get KBS Mackinac Fudge. Okay, let's get into our future reviews. What do you guys want to do first, On the Rocks or Possessor? Let's get um, On the Rocks out of the way. Yeah, on, on the Rocks out of the way. There's not like hundreds. <laughs> That's there. why there's not a lot yeah. of depth to it. Okay, I'm fine with that. Um, pull it up here. Our first Apple TV. Yep. Okay, Movie. so On the Rocks is written and directed by Sofia Coppola. It stars Bill Murray, Rashida Jones, Marlon Wayans, and Jenny Slate, I guess. Yeah, she's in it. Um, plus synopsis reads, a young mother reconnects with her larger-than-life playboy father on an adventure through New York. Let's take let's do a clip. Does my foot smell funny? Because <laughs> I was wondering... We're watching Breaking Bad. What? It's really good. It's a great show. Have you seen it? Yes, I have seen it. It's great. It's not for kids. What? Was there something bad on? No. Yeah. Hey, look, I can shuffle. Oh, wow, that's great. <laughs> we learned that all young girls should know how to shuffle and how to... Bluff. Bluff, right. <laughs> okay, what'd you guys think of On the Rocks? Okay. <laughs> I was... This, I can say, like, pretty easily that this was the worst A24 movie I've ever seen. Okay. But that's not, like, saying that it was bad, though, because <laughs> it wasn't. But... It's still nice to see how they can take, for me, a pretty basic, really done, like, kind of story. I mean, I can't, like, give it exact, but it wasn't something mind-blowing, or this whole story didn't make me think or do more. It was just, you know, this nice, simple setup and simple, really, conclusion of everything. What was interesting is, like, shot well, acted well. Like, all of that was above average, but just everything else it was kind of a disappointment to me for what it could be with a24 i mean mm. i expect more from them than this but there's not like <coughs> tons of things i can really pull apart and say it's like bad or anything okay um yeah i i liked it it was slightly above average for me um i think bill murray out like outshined Rashida Jones like tenfold I really think that he was if he wasn't in the movie and they tried doing some other type of patriarch like I don't think it would have been nearly as good I think his character was the real like the real driving force because the connections in this movie weren't like very good like I didn't who did you think that was the worst though acting wise yeah I mean Wayans, but yeah, about the husband. Yeah, yeah Marlon Wayans. Yeah, but he was. I mean, he is who he is. Yeah, yeah. he's kind of pointless. I don't know. He's yeah. not really doing like. I mean, he's known for comedy, and he's not really doing that here. He's got to play it pretty straight, and yeah, I mean, he's not given a lot to do, but yeah, I see what you're saying. I just don't think he was expected much of anything. So yeah, I just I think that Bill Murray. Way outshined Rashida Jones. Though. Yeah, I mean he killed it. What he did. Okay, I thought it was okay. I know I'm exactly what Jacob was saying. <laughs> like technically, 
everything in the film is very competent. It's it looks really nice. It's shot on film. There's not like a huge style to it. Like I haven't seen a ton of Sofia Coppola stuff, so can't really like discern her style or anything. But <laughs> it is very straightforward, and there's some you know interesting shots and things like that. And it is well acted. I think Bill Murray is just kind of being himself like he doesn't yeah. really have to act yeah. so that's why it seems so it's felt so real. natural and charismatic yeah. but i'm also not a huge bill murray fan like i don't think bill murray's funny at all oh my goodness i laughed so many times not In like this laughed, movie? laughed but like i didn't chuckled. laugh once <laughs> i chuckled a couple times i thought it was funny but i didn't laugh <laughs> like i uh, thought it was yeah. smart but like and I liked what was happening, but it just wasn't that funny. Yeah, it was like, like smart and cute, laughing. but it wasn't definitely yeah. wasn't funny. I mean, it's barely a comedy, more of just like a He's like a drama. Like, and so, yeah, my biggest problem is kind of just the plot and the story. Like. Who cares? It is kind of like who cares? <laughs> no I, payoff. It's almost like. Not having a payoff makes it better. Because if they did do that, it would have been like, wow, it's just another exactly. one of these generic Thank you. stories. That's where, where, where I was fighting with myself because I'm like, it subverted my expectations because right. by the way it was going the whole time, it was kind of a typical like kind of rom-com drama type thing. Right. Nothing special. But then they didn't do the thing. She was like, you know, I was wrong. Like, yeah, I was wrong. And there was like... Spoilers, a little bit. <laughs> I'm just saying if you really care to see this yeah. and you don't want to know what happens because there is an element of like they're trying to solve this yeah. mystery you know they're going adventure they're, yeah they're they are tracking him and you know all these things they're trying to solve this mystery so <laughs> yeah s- slight spoilers but that doesn't really matter it subverts yeah. your expectations from that and it makes it a little bit more interesting but then it really just becomes the movie reevaluate you reevaluate the movie as like a slice of life and it, when you look at it like that i i mean i was really just kind of bored watching the movie i agree yeah. it was really boring it was so, only an hour and a half yeah to me it didn't really work it like as that there wasn't as like the conversations weren't interesting they didn't really explore much character like a slice of life that's what you have to do you have to get into you have to have really good dialogue <laughs> and get into more exploration of you know the these characters and things like that and you want to you know, attached to them. And I didn't feel that with anybody. No. So it was like a competently done boring movie, but yeah, exactly. Like you can't point out technically a lot of things that were wrong about it. It was good technically, but just, yeah, it was boring. Yeah. So there's our general thoughts. I don't think we're going to have like too much in-depth discussion. No, there's really no more. I'll try to, I'll go through some of my notes. Um, like I was saying, how they don't get into that in-depth character development that you know we we're looking for, or I was looking for, because it was so boring and like just became like this slice of life movie. The first, the only first and only conversation really that I noticed that stood out was when they were in, uh, they would travel to Mexico, and that was like an hour and ten minutes. And you said it's only an hour and a half long. Yeah. They really only have that first uh, humanizing conversation an hour and ten minutes into the movie. Mm-hmm. You know, where they're think they're at where they had dinner her and her dad and yeah. didn't they have that conversation yeah. about his past and how it's obviously <laughs> affecting his judgment now and all that stuff like that was interesting and i like that but that was really the only time that i was like it stood out you know yeah i mean it just felt like i was watching like 
to kind of regular people in their day. And like one rich guy, you know, like, I don't know. It, it felt like natural, I guess, but it wasn't. But that made it just normal. Like yeah. it was boring. I en- I enjoyed watching it, though. Yeah, I didn't. Like, again, it was above average for what it was, but that's not even my type of movie normally. And even though I can appreciate technically that it was elevated above that, and I enjoyed it for that, but like it was, I'd never want to watch it again or anything. Right. There was some, there was some lines in there though. Like some of the dialogue that I actually thought was really good. Some of the writing was, I thought it was yeah, pretty well written. Like when it she just, goes, like it's exhausting to love you so, like that much. And he goes, why? Like, why is it so hard to love me? <laughs> Basically like, and I just like that, that interaction with the dinner scene that you're talking about. Mm-hmm. I feel like that writing was really strong. But other than that, it was. Yeah. What did. Uh, so there's one scene that kind of stands out. From the rest of it, just because it's like the most kinetic and the, you know, obviously the car chase scene. Oh, yeah. which really didn't make sense at first because they pull off. So they're trying to tail her husband and they pull off. Pretty much right after him. I know. And he's they're like zooming. Yeah. Like, I was how confused did he get too. three miles ahead of him all of a sudden? It didn't make sense logistically. Uh-huh. And then, yeah, like, but I liked how that was, that scene specifically was shot and done. But just logistically, like, it didn't really make sense. Yeah. No. <laughs> but it I was thinking the same thing. <laughs> but yeah. Um, what else? There's not much more to say. I mean, it's not, it's not like a deep, it's very movie. generic. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I agree. I, um, I did like the aspect that it didn't, I liked that it subverted though. Like it didn't fall into the, Oh, he was have. a shitty guy. Yeah. No, he was actually a good guy. And like, that was it. You were getting, sw- she was trying to get, or the dad was trying to sway her to think it. Yeah. Well, everyone was yeah. her, her sisters were at the dinner when with her mom or whatever. See, my nice. only problem with I like the subverting of the expectations, but it also kind of creates a problem with the movie itself because it's saying is that is the movie saying to not assume that all guys are assholes, and then the the things that lead up to uh, or what gives her what builds the doubt and builds the, the suspicion, it still put paints him in a bad light, right? It does look bad, right? So like. <clears throat> I wish they would have said more, like done something more with that. They didn't really have a line or anything saying, "Okay, you weren't cheating, but you're, but we are still not. You, you weren't we're communicating. Still, well yeah, we are still growing apart. Yeah. You know, because yeah. that happens all the time. Yeah, yeah, maybe you weren't cheating, but are we falling out of love? Are we growing they, apart? They things like that. that. But I felt like more she realized that it was her, really, because like he like came back early from Mexico to see her. Like he was doing all of the things. She just wasn't really noticing it. And then now yeah. she was starting to appreciate him for what he did. Like when she walked in, he's just sitting there playing with the kids and he's like, she's like, yeah, I was wrong. And then it was more about the father daughter. He was basically trying to create a thing to spend more time with her. I don't think it's very deep still, but like, that's yeah. what I got. It's just like, because normally you'd be like, yeah, the guy was shit, you know, like, but it was like, no, I was wrong. Like, and everyone gets those kind of doubts and starts overthinking things. But maybe it is just that deep. Like, 
He is just doing these things or like even the not talking about the Mexico trip. She brought up a trip. Then he brought it up. Mm-hmm. But maybe he just didn't think anything of it. And then she brought it up, which he didn't think anything of it. That's the truth in the end. Right. So it was just she was overthinking because her dad planted that seed. Right. Along with others. Yeah. And she, he was just for him, it was just no big deal because it was a business thing anyway. He's like, oh, yeah. Just to let you know, I'm going to Mexico. Kind of last minute. Because he literally just slipped his mind. And that happens in like real life, right? You, it's just like you don't think you're doing anything wrong. He d- wasn't doing anything wrong. But by not being bringing that front, that leaves that interpretation for her. I think the and he shouldn't have done that. Another thing that kind of felt like the cake came over and she was like wanted. Well, she was like surprised that it was a cake. And he goes, you don't like cake. Like well, he she, said was, that she was he, looking. He said she hates or you said you hated when they do that in restaurants. Right. And that's what's like, it just shows that he actually is paying attention to her and he like, yeah, really loves her. But she was like, oh, why didn't you do that? And even the movie kind of leads you to think in her position. Right. Because it does look bad, but it isn't. He he literally, if you think about all the things he did, it wasn't bad. He never actually did something bad. Could it look bad? Yes. But that was the way they wanted you to make it look like. Because it can look that way, and you're seeing from her perspective, it makes sense based on what she's thinking. But really, it was as simple as like he loved her, and he was, yeah, just that was it. It was just that simple. But everyone gets that kind of jealousy or thoughts at some point. Now, do I think it effectively did that as well as I just said? No. Yeah, <laughs> it didn't. That's pulling a lot. But yeah, it it had a lot more potential than what it did. I get where it was coming from, but it didn't show that as well as it could have. Yeah. I feel like the other thing too, is being, being not a (laughs) plot heavy movie and relying on the relationships. I don't, I don't feel like either relationship was developed or they were so fleshed out. Yeah. I didn't care about or her and her husband. I didn't care. Both of those. They were like touched on. Right. But it wasn't, solidified i didn't really care at the end of this movie i felt like i spent no time with anyone and i don't care about any of them yeah and it felt kind of really even though it subvert, subverted my expectation it felt like more like weak i'm just yeah. like okay cool <laughs> no i agree yeah so yeah. <laughs> it's just why it's it is tough to talk about and really get into like a discussion you know but it's getting like really i mean not super high but like pretty good reviews especially critically you know i don't in the 70s yeah like i I can can see like why the most part though because it is like a tradition for like even a24 right like this is something that most people would be able to watch i feel like yeah for sure like oh you're not having the major amount of people watching under the skin or fucking like stuff first cow or lighthouse or but even uh lost in translation which was you know, years ago, that's something where, you, you know, there's a lot more character development and a lot more interesting things going on than yeah, this. Like, great. and yeah, it's she from here. Sofia Coppola, you know, she slipped. Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't know. I wouldn't say that she slips. It I mean, was weak, though. It could have been. It had potential. I mean, like it had all these things that I can pull from it. But like most people aren't going to pull that. from. It's it. like her third highest rated movie critically. Mm-hmm. I mean, I haven't seen any of her other movies so have you seen lost in translation probably at one point but i don't remember anything from it it's very good 
Hmm. I know Bill Murray's in it. I know it's mm-hmm. in Japan. Scarlett Johansson. Yeah. So I'm sure I've seen it, but definitely way better than this. I mean, I liked The Beguiled a lot more than this. I just thought that. I mean, that was a remake, but so she didn't really technically sound like an original story from her. But it is different from the original, and I think it does a lot more interesting things. And really, I think those are the only. These I've only seen those three from her because I still haven't watched The Bling Ring or. I know she has a few others, Marie but Internet yeah, I haven't somewhere. seen that. So yeah. that's about it. I would be interested no to way. watch a lot more, but our two <clears throat> features, our two like legendary directors offspring. and their kids, kids, yeah, <laughs> that's I legendary just offspring. That. Yeah, it's the offspring of good connection. Yeah, Coppola, Coppola, <laughs> and don't Cronenberg. Know. Yeah, those who don't know, Francis Ford Coppola. Godfather is yeah. Uh, you should know. Well, that. You if you're know. listening to the show, you know that. You don't know that. <laughs> you do know that. <laughs> if you care about movies at all, you know. We were just talking to some Coppola. guys last night about they didn't know they didn't see the Godfather ever. I I, I mean I, I remember I, that. I, I had only seen the first. <laughs> I one. didn't know. You know I did my taxes <laughs> last night. <laughs> last night, I, yeah. I, I, that's why I'm saying this next movie. I was celebrating a victory. And then you watch this. Mm-mm. Possessor. No, oh one. yeah, yeah, yeah. What? Oh my god! No you're you gonna be fucking. That's why yeah, it's lower so than lost. you guys. Yeah, clearly. <laughs> so, that, that would not want to watch that on any watch. substances. No, I well. still feel like I got a lot from it, but that's why I left room to grow. Okay, I'll grow. I will grow you. Mike can and grow. segue into the next movie. <laughs> we Possessor. We left room for it to grow. It's true. It's true. Definitely. Um. Well, let's wrap up on the rocks before we move on. Yeah. Out of oh, yeah. <laughs> five stars, what are you saying for On the Rocks? Three. Yep, three. I gave it a 2.5. I think it I think it is in that range. It's a heavy 2.5. But I, yeah. could, I could see it being anywhere from two and a half to three. I right? just think technically, yeah, for sure. just purely aesthetic, which means so much to me. Like, just I'm biased towards that. Well, we were that talking brings about that it above average. Just earlier, like, you can watch it and be like, yes, this is a film. Yeah, it's shot on film. It looks great. Like all that stuff is there. Like, but, like guys, yeah, it's really relatable too. I think the vast majority of people can enjoy this movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm, I agree with what you're, with what you're saying. Like, it's people, easy to watch. People that don't have a critical eye, they can enjoy but it. Am I gonna sit here with like Lighthouse and watch it six times? No. I'll never yeah, watch I mean, this I, again. Would, I, I would, I would see a lot of like. I don't feel like there's any women, more like, I can get out of this movie. I don't think there's oh, no. meant to. I'm not rewatching. No, I'm not rewatching On the Rocks. Yeah. I could if, like, some, you know, mm, someone's really like, don't. hey, have you seen this? You want to watch it? I'd be like, okay. Uh, hmm. I'd be I, would steer him, I would steer him into a different Yeah, I mean, too. Let's watch this instead. How about, have you seen this, though? Have you seen, oh, you want to watch On the Rocks? Have you seen Possessor, though? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or, or Lost in Translation and just totally. Yeah. You yeah. want Bill Murray and Sofia Coppola? We got there you. There we go. I got one better. You want a rom-com? Have you seen Possessor? <laughs> <laughs> Mystery. Possessor. Um, all right. So so the next movie we watched. Yeah. As we <coughs> have alluded to, our next feature is Possessor. Possession. Not Possession. Possessor Wait. Uncut. Get the title right. So Possessor Uncut. This is the... We watched, watched the Possessor Uncut version. Uncut. <laughs> but it's just weird that it never they even changed went to the theaters, title though, to it. it. Yes, it did. It, it, it is in theaters. Yeah. And some theaters played the uncut version, but, but I don't know how. Because in the UK, they probably well, always play the uncut version. 
I mean, yeah, they're loose. I remember being in France and I'd be like, they listen to music and there's no censored music. Like, no, I mean, it, it did get a limited release. Like when it played at Sundance, I don't know if it played the uncut version or the regular version at Sundance. Cause this was like, the first reviews that, that I saw bad. come out for this was nine months ago, ten months ago. What made this uncut worse than no? It wasn't that bad. What, dude? This would never play. This will not make the theaters ever. It would be NC seventeen or something. Why? Because the, the amount of gore, dude. This was one of the goriest movies I've ever seen. Not even I think. gore. There's other like. There's a lot of saws elements more gory than that. But there's I don't know. Like this the this the sexual elements real. in this. The sex is what I think. That's NC seventeen. Yeah. There's no oh, way. Oh yeah, tons of dong. Love the dong shots. Yeah, I think the dong shots would it'd be the only thing that make the makes this uncut. Yeah, there's I mean some you great... had people cho- chopping up limbs and fucking TV shows, Walking Dead and shit. But Yeah, but this was like Violence different. America doesn't care about violence. We care about dicks and boobs sex that's true well so okay so this probably had more nudity but i guarantee you like in um i know this was years ago but in kill bill they had to change they they had to change they didn't cut it out they changed the color when in the first kill bill it goes to black and white when she fights the crazy 88 because there's so much blood and they can't be it can't look realistic it can all everything was not changed just the color it can't be red I don't know. I Isn't guess that I'm, crazy? I guess I'm so desensitized from watching Salo. <laughs> nothing kills me now. I feel yeah. nothing anymore. Oh, but that movie is also foreign, so Salo? Yeah. Yeah. So what I'm saying is like this is an American yeah, movie. Yeah, if it was yeah. to get a rated R release, yeah, this version that, that we watched would, would not make not it to be, theaters. It'd be in, this is NC17. For sure. Probably. Anyway, back to the title. It is Possessor, not Possessor Uncut. It's just, the, you know, you don't watch, I don't know, what's another movie that has an uncut version? Saw. Saw. You don't say, Saw. You don't say I watched Saw Uncut. You say I watched Saw, the uncut version. Yeah. Anyway, Possessor. Uncut. It's written, <laughs> written and directed by Brandon Cronenberg, David Cronenberg's son, which we just said. Uh, it stars Andrea Riceborough, Christopher Abbott, Jennifer Jason Lee. Um, couple other people, Rossif Sutherland. That was uh, Michael. Anyway, uh, plot synopsis Sean reads. Bean. Sean, Sean Bean. Bean. Plot synopsis reads: uh, Possessor follows an agent who works for a secret organization that uses brain implant technology to inhabit other people's bodies, ultimately driving them to commit assassinations for high-paying clients. Let's take a listen to a clip. Consider the face of Colin Tate, father deceased. Mother estranged, no siblings. Deals cocaine for a few years, then falls in love and becomes engaged to one of his rich clients, Ava Pars. She's the daughter of John Parr, CEO of Zuthru. Zuthru? Data mining. Largest operation outside the US. Head office is local. But our deal is with Reed Pars, John's stepson. And what's the narrative? Um, well, imagine Colin Tate as the unstable lover who feels diminished by his new family. Ava has all the power in the relationship. It's emasculating. He starts using more behavior, becoming more and more erratic. Ultimately, he breaks, killing John, kills Ava, kills himself. With Ava out of the picture, 
Reed inherits everything. All right, what'd you guys think of Possessor? I loved it. I liked it a lot, and I, I left it room to grow because I know there's a lot I missed. Because you were a little because, too turned up? Because I was a little too turned up, and I couldn't enjoy <laughs> I Even in my lit state, I could see the, all this extra potential that this had that I was missing. Uh-huh. But I feel like I got a lot of it still. And that's even more to its credit, right? This is a great movie, everyone. This is a great movie. This is the most like excited, like cool, everything. It hit all the right buttons for me since Under the Skin mm. for me. It hit those buttons. Like sci-fi horror fucked up as shit. Oh, yeah. And so oh, yeah. good. There's a lot it's saying, and there's a lot I missed. And even what I missed... I know it's there, and I'm going to watch this movie again for sure. Mm-hmm. Definitely needs a rewatch. Yeah, this movie needs a rewatch. and But even the parts I didn't understand, oh, man, it was saying a lot. And, and just taking on its own as a fucking fucked up horror sci-fi. Good job. Like, it did that great, too. So And it was beautiful to look at. Tons of color. Tons of interesting shots. That helped more than just the shot itself it added to the story mm-hmm. in an important way mm-hmm. and that yeah it did that i was yeah great movie yeah i absolutely loved it um it's it was hard to like rate initially because it's like because of how like twisted it actually is i'm like but if i give it too high of a score is it like i felt like guilty to, i like, watched give it, solo to give it like such a great score, but it's like when it comes down to it, I mean, it was, it's just a f- fantastic film, and I, I can understand why, it's, the ratings aren't, as high as they should be. Completely understand because I don't know on Rotten mo- Tomatoes it's way up there. Well, Rotten Tomatoes is whatever. Yeah, like, but they're Rotten only Tomatoes saying, is like, did you like it? Yeah, okay, yeah. hundred score. Would you give it above average? Ninety-two percent of them said yeah, it's above average. Like, what does that actually mean? Yeah, yeah. So Rotten Tomatoes, <clears throat> but. Because this movie is definitely not for everyone. No. Probably one of the furthest things I've seen in a long time away from yeah, a movie you, for you everyone. Are, yeah, yeah, yeah. It is a definitely a wheelhouse of like you have to be a film junkie and you have to like mm-hmm. be open to it. Somewhat like you have to be able to turn off like can't take it at face value. Yeah. Because it's gross. Yeah. You have to be able to like process a little bit more because i could definitely see people turning this movie off or leaving the theater oh yeah just (laughs) disgusting yeah i mean if you check out at any point you could miss you know something and this is definitely going to leave a lot of people confused and it's yeah like you said it's not gonna be for everybody so and like one of the furthest away from a movie (laughs) for everyone i could i've seen in recent i can think of off the top of my head Mm -hmm. but um brandon cronenberg second film Second, yeah, yeah, we talked about that. I definitely want to watch after this. I want, yeah, I can't believe that eight years. I mean, I wonder what like he's definitely gonna make something soon after this for sure. He has to because yeah, I don't see this. I don't see how he doesn't get more work after this. Yeah, I mean, I don't like the 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 way it was shot. The like he's gonna get a twenty four next. Yeah, I was saying, but I don't know if this might be too much for a twenty four. Yeah, I think it's. I mean, name one film that's A24 that's like Under the this. Skin. No, that's like this. Under the Skin wasn't. Yeah. It's 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 in the same. 
I think this is. It is. Idea. I know what you're saying. The comparisons are there, but he's saying like to the extreme, gore, horror, yeah, all that okay. shit. Maybe. This is. Like, I can't think of anything A24 has done that's like no, that. That's, that's, even their like, horror, even the most horrific stuff, Hereditary and The Witch, has not been it's like not this. Yeah. Like they, gruesome. I think A24 actually wants to make more things that are a little bit more marketable and commercial. Like they are that they are very much all for like the true right, cinephile yeah. film junk people. They're, they're the, but uh, they also want to make something that's marketable and make money. They're the Christopher Nolan of the film <laughs> of the, well, the, um, I don't know yet. Really? None of their movies have been that big. That's what I'm saying. Is I mean, so they're, they're in, they're in that oh, range right, of, they true. need to make something marketable, but they, but they want it to be a film. They want to get, have a true artistic vision also. Yeah. yeah, I mean, there's big, Hereditary is pretty big. Not really. I You'd mean, be surprised. Post, not theater. Wise, Everybody but post. that I've known that has watched it is me recommending them to watch it. <laughs> yeah. Any, besides the point, but <laughs> but yeah, this, I mean, you can I admit mean, that this would be a hard sell for for a, a lot of people or anybody. Well, yeah. yeah, but Neon, I think is. Neon in that where they can get away with things, it. Yeah. Neon has a lot of they they put movies right. out. Was that them that we were looking at, or was that Magnet Studios? Magnet like just too. pumps out movies. They're both like that. I don't think I don't think Neon is. Maybe it's Magnet. Magnet just all pumps. Who did the Grudge? Who did the Grudge? Magnet. It wasn't Neon. No shot. The new Grudge, I think, was Magnet, and we Keep, looked it up, and they okay. pumped out like a lot of movies. They've like pumped two out or three a shit ton. I've <laughs> seen. Uh, like a hundred of their movies. Magnet, yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Definitely. But I digress. Yeah, a great movie. <laughs> um, like I said, initially hard to score, but I mulled it over a little bit and I like I, I feel pretty good where I landed. I think it might go up. But it definitely could for mm-hmm. me. I, I kinda wanted to see the theatrical version. I wasn't too. in the right state. No. Oh no, I think after seeing I just want to see what it's like, like how much different it is. I never would do that. <laughs> Why? I think the uncut is the is that's the what they want intended. It to be. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So I don't need to see the butcher. But I want to see how much they get rid of. It. What that's something less that, in it. Why well, would you want to? Why would you want to watch that? I would look that up on the internet and be like, "Hey, what's different?" But I wouldn't want to watch it and be like, "Why not?" Because it lessen. It's a lesser version of the movie. Because if I want to, if I want to rewatch the movie, I'll rewatch the uncut version. Like they have those horrible things in it for a reason. Well, yeah. So when that those would be cut out, it's like it's a neutered version of the movie. Well, yeah, I agree. But hey, if you want to watch the theatrical, sometimes there's shots that are different in theatrical versus on. Yeah, there's scenes that are. I think I can see where you're coming from. It's like when Instagram had the box form, like you had to be more creative with every the limitations. Yeah. Or like the director's cut versus the theatrical. Sometimes there's versions where. The theatrical actually is better, like, you know, pacing and everything like that. The director wants to include too many things. I think the uncut in this is saying that, like, they had to cut stuff because it was so fucked up. Yeah. And that's the stuff that I want to see. So <laughs> yeah. I don't want to watch the theatrical. That's so much, I think. I mean, I got a little wood, but anyway. Uh, general thought. Yeah, I absolutely loved Possessor. I think literally just on imagery alone this movie stands out more than this movie has the best imagery of the year so far yeah like i fucking loved all of the 
everything that was like um in the, the metaphorical mind. and yeah. the, in the mind yeah like the the taking possession that one scene oh yeah where there was the wax figures oh my god so dope so amazing i loved that um but yeah like you were saying how it looked and everything like the colors it reminded me so much of like a winding reference film just like a little bit less saturated uh or like less neon colors yeah. but the used like so many like color filters and just like the, the first, blue, the very first scene, purple, or purple pink. the set design and the locations that they use, I was like, dude, this looks like like a whining ref film for right now. I thought the opening scene kind of felt like uh, almost Nolan-esque, like where they're following like, a group action, of people and like, it's like, well, yeah. it's like behind the behind shot, like and you're just kind of following this person. And it had like kind of like Nolan films of like the, the views of like the buildings and it like, you know, like the aerial views kind of felt like. Yeah, not maybe not necessarily Nolan, but Wally yeah. Fister or Hoyt. Yeah, super. Uh, I'll have to look up the cinematographer in a second, but um, no, he did super nothing. Wa- I looked him up. He's like not, not very known. Was it? Um, he's foreign. It's like an Indian guy, right? No, or, he's or like something German or something. German. Okay, maybe I'm thinking of a different movie. Anyway, uh, yeah, I loved almost everything. There's like a couple questions I might have, or like a few nitpicks. And it is a movie that could probably go up on a rewatch because, like we said, this is pretty confusing. But by the end of it, I, you know, mm-hmm. loved it. And I thought the acting was amazing. Christopher Abbott is definitely on the watch list now. You say he's Indian? I thought so. I think he's Arabic. What's the name? Kareem Hussein. Hussein. Yeah. And he did a hobo with a shotgun. Yeah. What do you say? He said he didn't do anything. Hobo with a shotgun. Dope. Antiviral. Yeah, but no one really knows him. There was someone someone pointed his name out specifically in their review saying that keep an eye on him and I see why now. But yeah, just um like the plot, the imagery, the acting, like everything in this movie worked for me. There's like just a couple nitpicks I have which we'll get into, but yeah, I loved for the most part loved everything. So this one will definitely be more spoiler heavy than On the Rocks. Absolutely. Because there are a lot of things, questions that we need answered and plot details that we need to get into. Um, should we just go into just be spoiler for or heavy yeah. now? Okay. Because yeah. if we get into I something, mean, there's nothing you don't want to tiptoe around anything. It's a great movie. Watch it. Yeah. Definitely <laughs> check it out. If you like, if you can take it, yeah. <laughs> if you can handle it, it is very gory. Very uncomfortable, um, unsettling. It, there is some unsettling things. Uh, I mean, Cronenberg is his father. Cronenberg is famous for body horror, and obviously he is kind of taking on that, you know, uh, almost. His is definitely projection a of what he a should torch. be. Yeah. A little bit more of a extreme of. He took his dad's and kind of cranked it up a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's like, yeah, it's just it is very gory, but and very some, very cerebral, like. Oh, this is definitely a cerebral like, sci-fi. Uh, his dad. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. check it out. Anyway, it's it's and it's not one of those at home uh, theater whatever. It's not twenty dollars. You can rent this for five dollars. You can buy it for eight dollars. So, check it out. Um, let's get into the details. What uh, you want to start, Jacob? Mm. I'm sure. <laughs> I mean, I was a little bit more. <laughs> inebriated than you guys yeah but i mean obviously the main takeaway here was almost like imposter syndrome right there was uh, there's a lot to like take apart 
I mean, even in like the basic of it, right? So it was a person taking control of another person to make them do something that was being paid for by someone else, right? That was the basics. Yeah, but like, right. they were hitmen. Yeah, the way that affects you because, like, so they train and everything to be more like that person, right? Mm-hmm. And then they they are that person. And they go through all the things that person goes through. So, like, a lot of times they allude to that some people become that person and they think they are actually that person. And then, like, when you have to kill yourself and, like, she struggled with it even from the beginning, right? killing herself she had the police do it because she couldn't do it herself right that was like a, a powerful thing right it, it it showed so much not only like i guess like showing the love for other life right that other people are important too and that was that's really what was affecting her right that this is a person that she's controlling who is not wanting to do what she's making them do and she lied being like she's fine with it, but she wasn't, right? It clearly affected her from the beginning mm-hmm. and how that slowly morphed over time to being where, like, she couldn't even separate, really. I, you're, I, you're on you're, you're, he's He's not there, though. <laughs> Almost. You're uh, not there. Who She didn't... She was who she is at the end of the movie the entire time. She was trying to fake being like compassionate and caring about but she was just a cold-blooded killer and that's that's why throughout the movie you it slowly drifts away from her because she put on a facade that i mean she's going over notes hi darling but she has no apathy she's like a sociopath no she it she isn't a cold-blooded killer she has she has the she has a small fragment of humanity left which is what which is what causes everything. So she's almost a cold-blooded killer, but she has emotion. a small She fragment. has emotion and that's what causes her to the fuck key, up. The key scene, which is the ending scene, comes back to the scene, a scene in the beginning when she um comes out, she uh, debriefs from her mission and she says, "What is this? It's my grandfather's pipe. What is this? This is a butterfly that I killed when I was little and and hung it up. I felt I feel guilty about it. I still feel guilty to this day." That is saying right there that she, there's a key, a piece of uh, humanity or fragment of humanity left in her that she still thinks about her family. There's all these connections that she still has. It's just this one thread, though. But her boss wants her to be a cold-blooded killer. And that's why I love the ending and the twist, or I guess not the twist, but how it plays out is that this was set up to create that or to, to end, to put an end to that, to put an end to her family, to put an end to this, bit, that yeah. last fragment. She doesn't want that fragment anymore. She wants her to be 100% for this company, a cold-blooded killer. And at the end, she says, oh, that's a butterfly that I killed when I was a little girl. Doesn't feel any guilt about it anymore. So now she's a cold-blooded killer at the end. Which, like, it is a good, like, you can see the evolution from the beginning where she literally couldn't kill herself because she was hurting someone else and she felt guilty. Or, yes, maybe... Or that because of her, so she says they try to set this up, which you might have missed in your state of mind. Possibly. They set it up. There's like a one line where they she says, um, 
if there's like even a thin, if there's even a uh, a doubt or a thread or whatever, it's like a it's like a hairline fracture, but it can spread. If there's even a thread of doubt, they will be able to like take have more control than you, be, them being the person whose body it is. Which is what so happened they, with the guy. Yeah, but that's yeah. what might have happened with the girl too. Is that what is your most primal instinct? Survival. So she was fighting herself. She would not. Ah. She would not allow herself to pull the trigger. Because your most primal instinct, the reason you do anything is she for had survival. Some doubt, and the other person had no doubt that they didn't want to kill themselves. Right. And she had some doubt that she wanted to kill this person she didn't know, basically. Or even she's saying like, <clears throat> I think even having these thoughts of um, like her family and or doubt, yeah, any kind of doubt. I don't know how to what it's connected to, but that just that whole storyline of. Her, the memories from her her life, like when she goes back to her husband, it's actually because she forgets that they were even separated or divorced. Yeah, she doesn't remember that. Yeah, so like her own memories, like fucked from doing that, go, taking possession. Well, I mean, people. because you become that person, right? Yeah. Oof. So there's, there is uh that. That's like the plot, but this is a movie, unlike The Babadooki, which has much deeper meanings also, when just like the th- the whole theme is kind of creating how people, it's kind of saying like a parable for, it's, it's like set in the near future, but it's saying basically that people do this now, they're like, every a lot of things that you do are lies, right? Like you always are creating a persona. And in society, how you do what you think you're supposed to, you act how you think you're supposed to. Like, if people were always 100% themselves, like, what would it, you know, what would life be like? Or what would the world look like? And just like, you're always creating these identities and personas and. I like the imposter syndrome, though. Yeah. 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 Yeah, definitely. Like, she's obviously, she's fighting with who she actually is. But I do think that her core is killer and that she just has that thread was her family and her kids and this apathy but as soon as that thread was gone she is her true self and that was it's only and it's only gone though because this was manufactured by her boss to girder girder Girder? i think girder yeah right girder wanted her to To eliminate them what girder yeah was but i also think that that Voss was one of those people that came in and was almost there already. Gerter just had to get rid of that last little apathetic nuance of her. And then after that, she, she was her true self. And that's, I mean, that's why, like, I mean, there's parables to that where she's wearing, where, um, Colin, what, Chris, Chris, Christopher Abbott is wearing her face, like a mask. She, she, He's wearing her actual face. Yeah, Yeah. that was fucked up. Which is her wearing a mask, and that's why she was going through all these scenes, like hugging the kid, having sex, like with the the husband. She can do these things. She can be at a party and like act like she wants people over, but But she's she's, it's it's a mask. Yeah, exactly. Her true self is when like her murderess. Like, why? Hey, we gave you a gun. Why'd you decide to stab him a bunch of times? That's her true self. That's her. She is well, somebody that that maybe. has a dark past and wants to 
is a dark person, then this is her way of expressing and being her true self because it's not actually her doing it. It's her orchestrating it. So I I do agree that like she is creating that persona and creating that identity, just like we said, manufacturing identities is like a main theme in the movie. But as far as how the killings go is actually a reflection of who she's possessing. So like the girl in the beginning, she's given a pistol, but she chooses to stab him because she even says, I felt like it was more in character. Like that girl that she possesses, it's not really fleshed out that much, but she's like a hostess or a cocktail waitress or whatever. She has to work at this like bougie place and, you know, there's probably a bunch of scumbags there. And even the guy she kills, you can assume is a scumbag. And um, like they introduce when she's talking to one of her coworkers, she says, make sure you give him a kiss or whatever. So she has to do all this shit that she probably hates and that she would hate this guy in real life, right? So she chooses to stab him. That might have been more of a subconscious choice of the person that she's possessing. Mm-hmm. Saying like, because she doesn't have 100% I mean, yeah, full the, control. But the violence. And but even that's, in, that's further well, strengthened that fault, after that because that fault, the person wouldn't, wouldn't let her kill herself, right? And then, so it shows that she had some control. Well, and then think she's about... She's killer. No, but think about Christopher Abbott's uh, character, or Colin... So when she, when she when he does his assassination, it's of a guy that he hates. He cho- she has a gun, obviously again, but she chooses to use a fire poker. But he never met him before. Yeah, that's her, her fiance's dad. I know, but that's what do you why mean? the father-in-law, the, the, the son. Then why did the daughter introduce him for the first time to him? No, I thought it was to the other he people. got a he got him a job. He works for his company. Yeah, he no, he doesn't know. You know the CEO does. Does anyone at Apple meet met Steve Jobs back in the day? But he got him the job, and that's his. That's his. That's her. His fiance's dad. Did, when they they. First I felt met. like they had a history. That's why he treated him so bad. He's like, what are you? They doing? definitely do, and yeah. he doesn't like him, and that's why he chooses to go a more brutal route. Also, like, he wants to cause him pain because all she cares about suffering. is killing, but she doesn't necessarily care how it's done. Like the people kind of choose what they want. It's like their true feelings. And like she can just act on those true feelings without the repercussions that a regular person would have. I'm just saying that, yeah, how the killings are done is not, I don't think that's a reflection of her. It's I think that's a reflection of the person, of the person exactly. being possessed. Because it's like their true feelings. Right. Because they're irrepressed because she's controlling them. So she can just take on what they actually wish they could do. Right. And, because she has no repercussions, but they do. Like she could have theoretically got just caught up to yeah. Ava and murdered her with a fire poker too, but she just shoots her in the back. Yeah. You know, I mean, she was running away, but she could have caught her and done the same thing, but she didn't. She just shot her because there's no real ill feelings there. Yeah. The one thing. Okay. So there's another thing. Did you, I didn't catch, this is something I had to look up actually, because I didn't understand or think about it. The white floaty thing, spec, spec the glitch. Thing? Yeah. Any, any, nothing there? No. <laughs> okay. I just thought it was like a glitch. Yeah. So it's like, supposedly it's, it's a physical representation of that exact fragment that I was talking about where the With person the, yeah. loses, is like losing control. So when you first, which is an, um, another amazing shot, how it goes, that's like a super uh, in focus. Yeah. yeah. It changes from him like, that focus anyway uh when he reaches for it and it uh he 
you know, pinches it and it disappears the first time in the kitchen or whatever. It's not there, but he sees it. And then the next time it's more tangible is like the first sign that you see where he starts to gain a little bit of control back in his mind. So that is just like a physical representation of that fragment of, uh, you know, her losing control of and him the body and him yeah. starting to realize that. Yeah. No, I didn't catch that. <laughs> yeah, I didn't either. That's why I had to look it up. But that was something that I had a question on, which just like when you when I looked it up and then I thought about it, I was like, oh, yeah, that's, you know, that's true. So then like on a rewatch, there's little things like that, that which is exactly why I have room. Yeah, it, it can get better. I definitely missed a lot. But apparently you know, I got a lot, though. I got a lot still. Throughout. The entire yeah. binding operation is all practical. Like the whole thing is all like, there's yeah. no, there's like the wax, wax, they melted it. Like, it's oh yeah, all for sure. That stuff. Oh yeah. Percent oh yeah. No practical. doubt there. Which was another, all, like I said, all that imagery was amazing yeah. the first time they do it. But then they go to the scene where there's the wax figures that are together and then they break apart and half the face is on his. Yeah. Yeah. He, he is a bigger hole than her. Like her face is broken off and it's. He is like left Man, more of up looking. Yeah. Really good though. It's so and good. it's just like how they did that to like, you know, use as a metaphor of what's going on in, in the mind. Like he is now he's taking more control. He, he broke off part of her, you know, instead of vice versa. Yeah. 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 There was a lot of, um, allusions to what do you think about? Like the, there's some obvious, uh, Connection, not connections, literally, but the Matrix and Inception. I thought of a lot. Inception, it very, like I said, it felt like, and I was thinking this whole time. It feels like if if Nolan had a script, and it was a bare bones idea script, <laughs> and then you and then you add like, obviously a more violent. Like if you could somehow blend Nicholas Winding Refn. And like Nolan into like kind of a um, style, I feel like this is like where it came in because Nolan obviously isn't hyper stylized violence, which Winding Refn yeah. obviously is. But the cerebral part and like the whole like um, aesthetics of the the actual lab and even just like the corporate espionage angle, like they do this company like is there is the part of the plot where this company is trying to take control of this other, yeah. you know, company and the rave or whatever company. Yeah. And also I love that all of the, the technology looked like it was kind of like from the eighties or like seventies. Yeah. Or it was 80s. super weird. It was like set in the near future, but the phones were flip phones and slide phones. Yeah. And then, and then like, all of this, like the, the, Technology that that one guy uses uh, to recalibrate it yeah. or to give when her back control. Recalibrate and it's all dial tone. Yeah, yeah. And it's then when, physical, he, when yeah. she go when he's about to or she's about to go in and he's like flipping little old looking switches. Yeah, like well, that and the whole mask it, itself was very looking. That like, just makes it more time. All of though. the production design, like in this movie, like I said, this in the first scene, just like that set design and location that they chose, it carries over. Just every, everything was the one awesome. gripe that I have is the 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 excessive use of vape. Oh, okay. Like everyone was vaping. 
Yeah, I, I like, didn't love like, it. I didn't love it corny. at first. I was like, well, I wish she would just like be I mean, smoking I a cigarette. But it. then a lot of people do it, and I'm like, okay, I guess if everybody does it, it it almost makes it more better. Like because it's in a, a the near it's like future, otherworldly. Yeah, it's like a little bit more realistic. Like we've evolved past right. cigarettes and every and just everybody vapes. Yeah, I think it's also like. But a, the reason actually that he chose to do it was he said it was just like he thought it was funny and was like cinematic or something like that, which is kind of a dumb reason. I, I also think that there's an undertone of like like s- nowadays social media you could throw in of like being people being imposters online and stuff. I think that adding that vape angle kind of puts it puts it in this kind of time frame because even when we were talking you said about cigarettes are timeless and I was like well maybe a hundred years from now vapes are timeless like maybe vapes are the new cigarettes in movies and mm-hmm. cigarettes kind of just fall off because every like people vape now and it's a it's I a mean, thing so like maybe cigarette maybe 20 more 50, people vape than smoke cigarettes 20 50 100 years from now we look I mean, back and there's going to be a, there's going to maybe be another form of nicotine and consumption and vapes are going to look like cigarettes and no that's why i'm saying like i'm glad that everybody did it instead of just like one or two characters and then yeah. one or two characters I did were think smoking little... cigarettes or something like that. It just made it more of a, it just felt more like it was in the same universe than being in the near future and all these things, you know? Yeah, it was, I think they hammered it a little too much, but yeah, like too, it's a gr- it happened too like many times. Like, yeah. Like, ev- like she did it twice. Well, he, she did it once and then he was her. Mm-hmm. Or she, they did it in front of the house, and then all of them at the party were doing it. Yeah, like the party scene that, that would have made sense, of, but like her just I also like thought standing that party outside scene her house. Kind of that whole uh, that scene, kind of. I don't. I feel like that was the weakest. But it had to introduce the right, one character, the, the girl, the, the affair. Yeah, basically. exactly. It just yeah, you need it. A it makes to get sense, but I, I just thought that that scene was a little cliche. Okay. Well, if we're talking about nitpicks that's just or a nitpick, problems, though. that's literally a nitpick. I don't have sure. I, I'll get into a more of a main problem. The third, I thought it was paced very well up until the third act. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I kind of got a little. And then it it went. Yeah, like I like the ending and everything, but almost just hit like a wall for some reason. And maybe rewatching it and knowing everything that's going to happen, I can. It will be felt- easier to follow through. But w- watching it for the first time, I just felt hit that wall in the third and act. And it wasn't was like, very Ooh. long. It was like a 10, 15 minute window. Yeah. But I was yeah. also like. It got a ex- little too much. Like yeah. it felt, it yeah. almost felt, it, it kind of like became too grounded at one time. Like I felt like it kind of like, like the whole movie was very spatial and out there. And then like a 10, 15, maybe 20 minute window. Yeah, it was right. like, kind of like, felt uh, like cliche okay. grounded kind of movie. And then. Then it obviously jolts right back up, but there was a lull for sure. Yeah. First time watching it might, like you said, it might transition. It might yeah, be knowing everything that happens thought, yeah. and you're able to watch. So like there's a lot of those like cerebral and mental images and some, some of them are, you're always like trying to interpret them right then. And you kind of just have to watch them and let them wash over you until you really get an idea of the whole film. And then maybe you can go back and watch them and get more from them. But like watching those a lot of times you're just watching them and it's like almost like too much, especially in the third act, they really go heavy with it. Um, And then the only other problem I think I have is 
this is a big spoiler at the end when he is confronting i mean she's in him but he's confronting her family right and he uh the after he kills michael and it's the boy that that stabs him to get to get her back out of uh his body she they flash to um him but it it looks like her right yeah so they when they flash to her him i should say and it's her shooting the gun it doesn't make sense because it's her it's her own kid right like he's the one that wants to like why did they choose to show her shooting her because son when like mentally this. why would she make why would she make that choice to, sh- to kill her son? that's why what i'm saying that she is a cold-blooded killer that show that she shows that care, she yeah. is doesn't she had a tiny bit of apathy and it broke and it broke and girder was the one that did it but all along she just needed that that little she was push. using other people to make it look like that's what it was more like their decision, like they were doing throughout it. But, but really, was she's the she, cold brother. That's why killer. what I. That's why I'm she saying. liked seeing that. Yeah, she yeah. was apathetic. She didn't. She felt bad, but she bad. still loved doing it. Yeah, like she was eager, like they had a break. And she's like, I'm ready. I want to go. But back. how does like, it make sense in it. the scene? She, he goes there. She didn't actually he goes, want the kid. It was a facade. She he goes care. to the plate to her husband or ex-husband and her child's house and says, if you don't explain this or come out or whatever, I'll kill him. And then she does do that. So almost like trying to stop that from happening. And then he no, ends up killing him anyway. And she puts her hand on the gun and she, his left hand is the one that pulls the trigger. Well, what's gonna pull the trigger? Her, the left hand was on the trigger, and that was her hand. Mm. He dies by cleaver, I mean, yeah, or butcher knife, whatever. But that's what I'm saying is both of the kills feel more reactionary of him, Christopher Abbott or Colin, not her. It feels like a reaction from him. He goes for the gun, so he kills him, and then it feels like a reaction when right after he gets stabbed by in the neck, he just grabs the gun and shoots. Who stabbed him, which happened to be her son. It just felt more reactionary. It didn't feel like a conscious choice from her. So maybe if that was, if that's what they were trying to say, kind of visualize that more rather than making it look like reactionary of Colin's character. I I think it was her wanting it to, because he, she said that he was in control. She goes, this isn't me. You're in control. So he gave her the, he, she gave him the power, but she was also manipulating him to be like, to kill him. Because she put it, she put her hand on the gun with him and was ready to shoot her husband with him. And I think that that was like her saying, you're in control, but this is what I want you to do. Yeah. Rather, because she couldn't, she wouldn't feel bad she if like, she killed him. Yeah. But she didn't, she didn't kill him. It was Chris Abbott, the one that killed him. And then he then he kills his son, but she also I think she just had disdain for both or not disdain, yeah. but she didn't want that life. She didn't want a father and a son, or yeah. a father and a, son, a husband and a son. I mean, thinking about it, it it definitely makes more sense because she has to practice like even showing emotion with them, yep. and uh, even when you know when they're having sex she's like very 
Just dead. To, yeah. <laughs> and then the only thing that gets her into it is like, you know, biting him and right. Well, where she started thinking about killing. Thinking shit. about yeah. yeah, the where the exact where the stab wound was in the neck of that one guy. And that's where she started biting. Was yeah, right, exactly. The yeah. left side of. I mean, it. yeah, definitely can draw. I can make those connections. I think. Go just rewatching it. If that if that comes through, that's something that I could you know easily forgive as well. And then all of those other connections too will definitely be solidified in a rewatch and yeah, I, go up. I just think like she was. And I think it, it's highlighted when I said that she was eager to get back to work. Like she said, I needed a week off to like do whatever. And then like she waited one day and was like, well, I as soon as she back. says we have another job, it's a She's big like, one. Yep, boom. She's I'm yeah, back. I need to, I, I need to do this. Like, yeah, uh, this, this fulfills me more than this bullshit facade of me wanting to be this loving mother and yeah, faithful wife, like manufactured identity. Right there, but her true identity she was pretending. is she was a she's a killer for sure, and she I mean it's highlight she says it when she killed the butterfly like she she felt like she was supposed to feel bad so she was like well maybe she actually did feel bad yeah. I mean that's that's I feel like that's a better instead of just pretending to feel bad and saying it I feel like her actually feeling bad and having that evolution to not. To having no guilt anymore is better than just yeah. the whole time being a facade. Right. You know? But yeah. I guess I guess if that's rewatching it, that was the only plot problem I had I could think of. And like I said, just the pacing of the third act. So that could also be something that goes up on a rewatch. Like I said, just knowing everything that's gonna happen and understanding it a little bit more and getting more out of the visuals and the imagery. I, I think this could, could go this up. This is definitely definitely one of the best of the year. One. Yeah, easily. Top three easily. At this point, for sure. We still got Meg to look forward to, and I've heard, I think they've done some screeners, and people are loving it. Well, yeah, it's going to be nice. But They said it's his best film since Social Network. Whoa. And I love the Social Network. Same. Okay. I love neo-noirs, too, so... Yeah, I'm excited for it. It's um, well, let's wrap up Possessor. What uh, what are you guys Do gonna say to? out of five? Unless you have anything else to say. Do no, you have anything I'm, else I'm say? just kidding. I don't know if there was more common no. dialogue that you guys had. No, I think I I think yeah. I have said everything. Um, what are we saying out of five stars? So I left it room. Yeah, I gave it a four. So did we. I left it a room of a half star, and it's <laughs> four and a half stars. I also gave it a four point five. Definitely could go up on a rewatch. Of, of every movie I've seen this year, the only two that I want to rewatch before the end is Tenet and Possessor. All right, let's get into uh, what else we have been watching. I think Jacob better start. He's probably got the most. Do I know? Again. So I finally wanted to check off an old school movie. Saw that. Watch The Breakfast Club. You've night, never, this the is night first we time watched you've never seen, last episode. You've never seen it? No, oh, hmm. I had never seen the Breakfast Club before. It's been Obviously, a long time, I so I won't be able it, to. Yeah, I won't be able to. I can't remember yeah, barely well, anything. It's been so forever, and it is an '80s movie, John Hughes, baby. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you know, I mean, it's great. They took a movie. It's almost. It takes entirely place in like a school. Like it's clearly not a high budget, 
but like the acting wise, very well done. It has a lot of little, little turns here and there that are pretty well done, especially for how young these people are. And it has all that eighties ness that you would love, like power dancing, a little bit of weed in there. Hella like a, probably a sweet ass soundtrack. Yeah. I mean, I don't you yeah. forget about me. Pretty much. Yeah. Made that song as famous as it is t- like to our generation. Cause we don't listen to, we don't know that song associated with like the band or, or anything else. Really. It's about the breakfast club. Yeah, It's a breakfast club. And it does a lot of cool things with like really a small amount to it. Is it amazing movie that has a lot to take away now, but it's just, it's so eighties. Like if you want to like explain that to someone, you want to be like, Hey, what, what is an eighties movie? Quintessentially. Yeah. Like what is an eighties movie? Here you go. And they'd be like, okay, there it is. These, all these themes and stuff are in all the other movies. John Hughes has like three very quintessential eighties movies. And I mean, there's not a lot to add to that. There's nothing really to spoil. It's very, there are some things that didn't age well to me. Like namely the, with what the bully character and the woman girl. Yeah. It's a virgin like that age is bad. It was uncomfortably bad. And it's not even that like what they do is so over the top. It's just like, wow. It's like, it's just kind of gross, honestly. But other than that, it was, I get it. It was the time, but that's 35 yeah. years old. But you can tell that just like how much we've evolved since then <laughs> as a culture. But also the culture of the 80s. Awesome. Put it was great. Role. Super enjoyable to watch. I mean, I gave it a four out of five. If I feel like that's Emilio fair. Estevez. Yeah. Judd Nelson. It's cheesy, it's campy, it's 80s, and it's great for that. Cool. Uh, okay, so I finally, I didn't watch any other movies, unfortunately. But you finished the TV But I've watched probably one of the most cinematic things of compared to the rest of 2020, which is I Know This Much Is True. The is new, that the actual name? It is, I made sure. <laughs> he looked it up. It is I Know the, This Much Is True. Derek C. in France show. Um, Which Jacob still hasn't watched. Plays Between the Pines. Oh, Beyond no. the Pines. I'm still Idiot. working. Shit. Um, yeah, so I'm a big fan of Derek C. in France, especially after Place Beyond the Pines. Uh, I really, really like The Light Between Oceans also. Did he do uh, Blue Valentine? Blue Valentine. Yeah. Yep. Oh, I haven't seen that. Right. Um, I've, I've seen Blue Valentine one. It was a long time ago, yeah, like close to when it came Me out. Too. So that was almost 10 years ago. But... Uh, yeah, his next two movies I really, really liked. Um, Place Beyond the Pines is probably one of my favorite movies, and Light Between Oceans was really good. Definitely want to rewatch that. But, uh, yeah, I mean, if you've seen his his other work, uh, it's very, very much just a character-driven piece. Um, honestly, like, almost kind of plotless, but there is, you know, definitely a, a thread that you follow. And... Really, it's just a state a a setting the stage for Mark Ruffalo to act his ass off, and I see why he won. Uh, what did he win? Emmy? His uh, yeah, yep. outstanding actor in a in a lead in a limited series. Yeah, he does some crazy stuff here. He lost 
what did he lose? He like lost like forty pounds for one role, and then he had to play his brother and gain forty pounds back plus another like twenty or thirty. Mm-hmm. So he pulled a bail. Yeah, just some crazy, but just physically, and then he's playing a mentally challenged. Like I don't think he's been a challenge, but he's schizophrenic. Uh, you know, paranoid schizophrenic brother, and then he has got to play just a normal brother, like. It's actually crazy. And yeah, if I would probably compare it most to Blue Valentine because a lot of people uh, talk about how miserable that movie is. This is basically misery porn. <laughs> um, just one bad thing after just another. Just what I need in 2020. Yeah, the perfect 2020 uh, show. But it, it is pretty short. It's only six episodes. Most of them are exactly an hour, except for the last one's almost an hour and a half. So for a limited series, you know, it's it, you could you could be longer like eight episodes of an hour and a half like uh too old to die young <laughs> which um, i still need to finish which jacob's still from i'm finishing all these movies now and i watch queen's <sighs> but you're giving too much time in between that though yeah, um i know you're right yeah so it's definitely not a binge worthy show just because of kind of how like i said heavy. plotless it is and heavy it is it's a show that I would recommend one episode a week would be good. And they also give you like a, you know, previously on or whatever. So you're able to catch up to it, but yeah, just super like character driven and just the thing. I don't know. It's really, it's hard to talk about actually because, because of kind of how plotless it is, but it's uh, very much his style also for how much time it covers. It spans, their whole life, like so, it shows flashbacks to when they were kids, um, their college years, their the current time. And then it goes even further back in time to his grandfather's era and like the first when he came from Italy and how they started and basically that why he thinks you know some things are happening to him in his life now and yeah just and then even the current time that they show you covers a very long period also. Like it skips months at a time sometimes. It doesn't really even like tell you unless it's spoken. Like my brother's been in here for three months now, you know, you're talking about like a mental hospital. And then you're like, oh, I realized that the last thing I saw was three months ago. So anyway, covers like a long period of time, which is very much his style as well. He does it and he did that in the place beyond the pines. But yeah, I really liked it a lot. And would recommend it for film lovers or fans of Derek C in France. Do you have a rating for the show? Um, I didn't really think too much about it. It probably would be a four or a 4.5. Definitely worth a watch then. Yeah. You will not find it on Letterboxd because I don't rate TV on Letterboxd. Neither should you. It's one of the commandments. Do you have anything? Mm-mm. It's all you then, buddy. I mean, I don't think so. one I watch, I, I finished Bo Rabbi. I already talked about that. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't have more to say. It's great. They're both really funny. And they both hold up, <laughs> will hold up well, I guess, for the new one. And this one holds up well now. But I did also need to get all those 2020 releases out of the way. Got to get that 100 goal mm-hmm. that Kyle and I set. Uh, Which we so are going to give an update. We're both. You say we're at the exact same. I'm number. at 77. You're okay. at 78. 78. So yeah. I have 22 more. Jacob has 23 more. Yep. Yeah. So I watched Holiday. Oh God. 
Netflix original. Don't watch Wolf. this movie. I don't, there's nothing to say really about this movie. The only reason I gave it what it did is because like, I mean, the people did fine for what they were asked to do. But this movie is puddle deep. It's exactly what you expect it to be. It's like a friends with benefits movie. And it, there's nothing you can gain from this. Okay. I don't even know what I want to <laughs> say about it. Like, I mean, it's a your run-of-the-mill rom-com with, but that does nothing to subvert, subvert expectations. It doesn't do anything special cinematography-wise. Acting is decent, I mean, for what it is. I will give it credit. It's somewhat self-aware at times where, like, the things it does is so ridiculous and it just leans into that. And I can tell that was intentional, but the rest of the movie is so badly done that that even though I can read that that's intentional, it doesn't elevate it. <laughs> it's yeah, you realize how bad it is, but it's still bad, right? Mm. I don't know. It, it's not bad in a good way. <laughs> it's just bad, and it wants to be that at parts, and I can feel that. But just because I can feel that doesn't mean it's still well done. So, I. I mean, if you want to throw on a movie that is not totally offensive. So what? what's the rating? A two. Okay. Now, do you want to give it a Netflix and chill rating? Three. Three and a half. Three and a half eggplant emojis? Yeah. Eggplant emojis. Yeah. Definitely can throw this on and just like get to the Netflix and chill. <laughs> and it's great. It's pretty good for that. There you go. It'll please the. It'll please the lady. Yeah, it, you can run that, that in the background for yeah. sure. You're like, hey, guy, I'm on a date. I'm with this girl. Let me throw on something that neither of us will care about, <laughs> and we can check in at any time, and it will be just as important as if we watch the whole thing. This is it. That's pretty good for that. So All it's right. a five star Netflix. Yeah, and chill <laughs> Netflix movie. and chill. Talking, four, I'm talking four. my, I'm talking my eggplant emoji. It's got up five already. eggplants. Yeah, <laughs> at least four eggplants. Like. But out of five eggplants, film wise, it's below average for me just because I mean, even even trying to force 2020 watches in, there's other things that I will be checking out before. Yeah, holidays. But it was on. I was on Netflix already watching The Office like I do. You got to get it in. It's almost gone. Damn it's it. one more year. No, January. No, I thought in 21. January's 21. <laughs> I will actually. Well, just so date Jacob doesn't have to get go too long-winded i you know how you have your half hour comedy that you throw on you know when you're not really watching tv or whatever yeah reruns or whatever well i finished i did i watched all of seinfeld again amazing show and then i started my rewatch of curb your enthusiasm which is an amazing show also have you ever seen curb i did watch curb yeah i love that show and i have not seen the 10th season yet so i'm working up to that where i'll actually have to pay more attention to it but yeah, it's just, you know, I've I've rewatched The Office so many times that it's just nice to get a, a different show in there. So I started Seinfeld I again. That. It never worked. Blew through that. Yeah, but well, there's the ones that you go back to that you just love so much that it's easy. I I ha- I did try to go back to Community. I still have never even seen Community. See, I, so. I love Community. I'll have to s- up until the point when Donald See, I've never yeah. seen it, so it's hard for me to watch it to just put on like as one of those shows because yeah. I feel like I have to invest time Rest into of it. Rest Development? Yeah, I definitely I heard the, be one. the one that came back, though. It wasn't good. Okay, but that's whatever. 
the Rest development it still it's is still really good, good. It's, it's just, just not yeah it's not as but like it has the best payoffs of any show I've ever seen. Like, yeah, the best like t- small threads and you tie-ins. get inside jokes with the show. <laughs> that, Some of the best they just writing. have to say, and you're just like, ah, like, yeah. there's always money in the banana stand. <laughs> like, there's like inside jokes that people who've watched that movie know. And, like, movie. yeah, show, show. I mean. Whatever Netflix, so. I've seen some of it. I just I it's never like great. It's so good, it. and it's so many people who became huge later mm-hmm. are there. Yeah, that, that's how. So going back to Curb, that's how Curb Enthusiasm is. There's so many like because it started in 2000. Yeah, the show was so old. I didn't. It's, I mean, it's Arrested still Development's on. around there too. Right? Yeah, and like there's like a ton three. of yeah. um guest like actors or whatever that show up here. Like such small roles too. Like. Ken Jung was just in an episode that I watched and he has like literally one line. <laughs> He's in community. Also. Who is? Yeah. Ken Jung. Oh, community has a lot. Of Am I saying that right? Jung? Ken yeah, Jung? Kim Jung? Yeah. Okay. Dr. Ken. Yeah. Anyway. Real doctor. Uh, definitely love, love both of those. And I love the callbacks and the tie-ins to Seinfeld too. Cause I, I mean, community Seinfeld. has Chevy Chase, Don Glover. Yeah, but that was Chevy Joel Chase McKay. coming, <laughs> coming back out of, yeah, basically retirement to what's the, what's her name? Yeah, everyone else in that. Right? I always forget her name. I mean, it has uh, your horse girl in it. Oh really? Oh, yeah. oh Allison yeah. Brie. Yeah. yeah, Allison Brie. Horse girl, great movie. <laughs> <laughs> that was this year, right? Yeah. Or was that yeah. last year? Yeah, that was this year. year. Wow, that was early. A long time ago. Yeah. That Honey Boy. That was good. We watched this. That was last year movie though. Yeah. Yeah, but we watched Horse Girl, Honey Boy together. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right, you can keep going now. That's it, right? You're done. No. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that was it. Oh, for your movies, was it? Well, he watched Borat, which was. His oh, set. I thought you had. Oh, and then two these two movies. Yep. So yeah, okay, three. two plus three. Okay, I thought you had more. Two plus three. I watched Queen's Gambit. Did recommend. you finish it? I'm on the last episode. Oh, okay. Yeah. So talk about it next yeah. next week. But cool. so far, worth a watch. Pretty good. Well, we have we just did the math and we have to watch. More than three, at least three 2020 movies every week, and that's till the end of the year. Average a week so. to get to 100. So I don't know if I'll have time the to start any. Might be light to start any new shows, <laughs> right? So yeah, we might not be talking about much else besides 2020 movies. <laughs> From unless, I, unless I have a week where I can just fit like ten in. Uh, mine's pretty much out of the question. I'm saying a goal. Oh, right you were never hitting 100. At least five. I'm not that 2020 movies by next week. We're like 67. Or- 67? There's no way. Yeah. 2020 releases, not movies watched in 2020. No, you said 2020 releases. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Really? Yeah. I feel like you're way behind. Do you you track? You you have a 2020 ranked list? Oh, okay. I'll check it out. Yeah. I mean, there's been a few that you've watched that I haven't seen yet. Like I. That's true. Of 2020. That is true. Black Box. I still definitely Black Box. Check out. Yeah. All right. Well, that brings us to a close then. Um, what what did we say was next week? Didn't we already talk about this last week? Mm-hmm. What's coming out? Okay, so apparently it's going to be up for... <laughs> <coughs> up in the air. Up in the air. Uh, we might do, I don't know, two or three. Maybe, I mean, if we have to watch three or more a week, we could just do like three or four streaming movies and just do them all as features next week if we all want to watch you know the same stuff all right if you want to uh, send questions and comments you can send us an email at suds and cinema podcast at gmail.com follow us on instagram at suds and cinema podcast 
You can follow myself on Letterboxd and Untapped at The KG Project. I'm on both of those as JSAL517. That's JSAL517. I'm on both platforms as well under Josh underscore Saldana. All right. Thanks for listening. Cheers, guys. best nights include illegal drugs. drugs.